I'll never change, but I'll never stay the same either. Taylor Swift. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 98. My favorite Taylor Swift lyrics, what they mean to me, and how this can help you as a writer. I think Taylor Swift is one of the best songwriters out there. I think that's a pretty undisputed fact. She really evokes intense emotions, great imagery, and wonderful storytelling in nearly all of her songs. And I personally think she doesn't get enough credit for how great of a songwriter she really is. I wanted to do a deep dive into her song lyrics on today's podcast and compile a list of 25 lyrics of hers that really stand out to me, that really make me feel something at this moment in time. And I use these words very carefully because I think this list could be ever-changing. Definitely throughout my life, I've liked some Taylor Swift songs more than others, and my rankings, of course, has changed, as I'm sure many of yours has as well. But I thought, in honor of Midnight's Taylor Swift's next studio album, which is slated to come out, I believe, in October, I thought this would be a fun little podcast episode to record. So let's go ahead and get right into the podcast. Number 25 is from The Other Side of the Door, and the lyric is, In the faded picture of a beautiful night. And I think this lyric represents what Taylor Swift does a lot. She really nails down a specific description and emotion in very few words, and that's something that all talented writers do. We know that this picture is literally faded because time has passed, but it's also faded in her memory and she can't exactly, you know, see it for what it once was before. And she's referring to this at the end of the song, whenever she and the guy are kind of, you know, having some sort of interaction or this is her memory and she's recalling what their relationship used to be. So I really like that line. And I think in general, The Other Side of the Door is a pretty underrated song by Taylor Swift. Number 24 is from Evermore. I had a feeling so peculiar, this pain wouldn't be forevermore. And honestly, whenever I'm feeling kind of sad about something, I listen to the song. I love how Evermore starts out so sad, and it's so reflective of sad emotions up until the ending of the song. And then Taylor sort of climaxes to this point where she makes this definitive statement about pain and how things will get better. And I love that. I think in this song, it's more alluded to like a depressive state, but I think this song is also very hopeful for people with physical pain or sickness or illness. And that's why I put it on this list because I think it is truly a very hopeful and overcoming song lyric. Number 23 is from Tis the Damn Season, also off the Evermore album. Time flies messy as the mud on your truck tires. I think this metaphor is again really strong it really cuts to the chase it's not too cliched you know time does seem to fly by like your car spinning in the mud and time is also very messy and from the very first time i listened to this song i liked this this metaphor i could easily see it and i'm like yes time is definitely that messy 22 is from 15 which i think is a very mature song that taylor swift wrote for her age i think it's filled with lots of wisdom and i definitely knew i wanted to put a lyric from 15 on this list it was kind of a matter of what lyric but this one in particular really stood out to me when all you wanted was to be wanted wish you could go back and tell yourself what you know now 
Like, isn't that so true? I feel like in our first love, whether it happened in middle school, high school, college, beyond, you know, it is so important to feel wanted and to feel loved and to have that in your life. And I think especially when you're experiencing love for the first time, it's so all-consuming. And I think that's a great way to put it. And also that you do realize that there are other things in life that matter. You know, maybe your career, maybe your passions, maybe your friends, you know, maybe your soulmate is your best friend, not your boyfriend. Um, and I think this lyric is just filled with so much wisdom. This next lyric, number 21, is from August salt air and the rust on your door i never needed anything more i think this really just sets the scene to a great song i love august i love how she does the play on words with time and sipping away like a bottle of wine um i absolutely love that however that is a little cliched and cheesy so i went with this line about the salt air because I feel like I'm instantly transported to the beach, this like rickety beach house and how, you know, that one summer, that's all you needed was the smell of the salt air and this guy that you were in love with. It sounds like the beginning to a great romance novel. Number 20 is from New Romantics. We cry tears and mascara in the bathroom. Honey, life is just a classroom. Again, I'm like instantly transported to this moment. I see myself being in my young 20s with my friends in a bar bathroom, crying over some guy, crying over something in our life that hasn't gone quite right. And I just love the crying tears of mascara because you can just tell that the girls are dressed up, they put on their makeup, they're going all out, but we're still sad. And I don't know, this line just gets me. I love it. 19 is from The Moment I Knew, also an underrated song by Taylor. If you haven't listened to this one, make sure you do. It was on the Red Album as a bonus track. And it was like slow motion, standing there in my party dress in red lipstick with no one to impress. And this line is really good for a couple reasons. I love the rhyming. I love the image of Taylor in this red lipstick with her dress. And I also like the in slow motion part because for me as the listener of the song, the slow motion really makes me feel how Taylor Swift felt, like as if she was just taking everything in and it seemed surreal. And I think this is a great technique. I love whenever authors kind of do this um, in writing, whenever they use phrases like that or they set up sentences and scenes like that where we can actually feel physically as if we're going through the situation as well. And I think that does a lot to add um, empathy for your characters and to also really establish the voice in your novel. Number 18 is from Hey Steven. I love a lot of lines in this song, but this one really stands out to me. It's very simple. It's, well, all those other girls are beautiful, but would they write a song for you? Again, this is very voicey. It sounds like Taylor is directly talking to you. And I think it really gives us as a listener a good idea of what Taylor actually thinks of herself. Like, she doesn't think she's as pretty as those other girls, which is crazy because we all know Taylor Swift is drop-dead gorgeous. Um, but you can really tell that she hones in and she's proud of her songwriting. And that's something that she really identifies with. And I think that's okay, too, as a writer, if every now and then a peak of your personality comes through and you kind of put yourself into a character a little bit. I think that's definitely okay. And I think sometimes that does build a very effective voice. Number 17 is from Dear John off the Speak Now album. Now I'm shining like fireworks over your sad, empty town. Sometimes simplicity is the most effective. You know, I think this is a really provocative line. You know, Taylor Swift is shining as bright as fireworks over your sad, empty state 
um, you know, that just, that just says a lot. I don't think I really need to explain that one anymore. Number 16 is from Style. You got that James Dean daydream look in your eye, and I got that red lip classic thing that you like. Again, I love the phrasing here. It's really good. I love the rhyming. Um, I think it's just a really cute and clever line. Um, you know, I think we can picture Harry Styles. He does have that James Dean aura about him, or at least he used to um, kind of back in the day. And we know Taylor Swift is famous for the red lip. So, um, you know, alluding to these real people is always interesting in literature as well. Um, you know, whenever characters are based off of real people, I think that adds a lot of intrigue and depth to them. Um, and once again, good writing is always going to elevate your piece, no matter what. Number 15 is from Tied Together with a Smile from Taylor's debut album. I think a lot of people hate the debut and for no good reason, because I think there's a lot of great songwriting on there. Um, and this line is, I guess it's true that love was all you wanted because you're giving it away like it's extra change, hoping it will end up in his pocket, but he leaves you out like a penny in the rain because it's not his price to pay. Again, this is so clever. Love the rhyming. I love that, you know, it's this um, imagery about love, again, being like all consuming and the only thing that you wanted. That was a very common theme that Taylor Swift had in her early songwriting. And you definitely see that with authors, you know, similar themes from book to book. And I've analyzed a lot of different authors on this podcast and kind of said the same thing about that. But, you know, this person, they're consumed with love. They're giving it away. They're kind of maybe weak and getting walked all over hoping that this guy will notice and it will make a difference to him but it doesn't because he never asked for it and this is just a very clever way of saying that number 14 is from london boy which i think is a really cute song i know some people think it's cheesy and i could see why but i like it i think it's got a really catchy beat and i actually don't find it all that cheesy but the line i really like is stick with me i'm your queen like a tennessee stella mccartney Again, this is very descriptive, very succinct, very much we can picture this. Like, yes, this elegant fashionista designer, Stella McCartney, um, you know, she's suddenly a little bit more country and maybe bohemian and wearing cowboy boots and from Tennessee. And it's like, I can definitely picture this character. It, all, it almost sounds like a social media influencer. Um, and I think that's really cool. Number 13 is from nothing new which is from the red taylor's version cd and i think this song is also really well written and really emotional they tell you while you're young girls go out and have your fun then they hunt and slay the ones who actually do it i definitely see this as being true i feel like it's kind of glorified in college and shortly thereafter to be like a party queen to be drinking beers with the guys to be able to do shots to have fun and be the cool girl but then kind of you know if you don't do it at the right time or if you do too much of it or if you aren't settled down by 30 with two kids you know you're criticized by society and I definitely see that as someone that's 27 and still kind of in my fun stage if you will I definitely see people like criticizing and judging you for for doing this when you know in fact, people are telling you to travel the world and do this and that and work in your career. And, you know, I think it kind of goes beyond partying. It goes to those elements as well. But there's still like a lot of um, being criticized on women. And I think Taylor Swift captured that essence perfectly 
within this lyric. And because it's a statement about society that's so important, that's why I ranked it so highly. Number 12 is from the song Dress, which is filled with lots of great imagery. This song is from Reputation. It's been rumored to be about Ed Sheeran, and then it was rumored to be about Carly Kloss, so I don't know who it's about, but it's really well written. Um, and the line is, and if I get burned, at least we were electrified. I'm spilling wine in the bathtub, you kiss my face, and we're both drunk. I love the, and if I get burned, at least we were electrified. Sometimes, like, I will, like, write and do, like, song lyrics on canvases to kind of tap into other ways of creativity. And the line, and if I get burned, at least we were electrified, has been on one of my canvases before because I just really, really like that line. Um, and I also like the the imagery about the spilling the wine in the bathtub, you know, the kissing the face, we're drunk, you know, maybe we're crossing some lines in this relationship that we didn't expect to cross, and just very exciting and provocative. Number 11 is from Getaway Car. I'm in a getaway car. I left you at the motel bar, put the money in a bag, and I stole the keys. That was the last time you ever saw me. This is a great climax to the song. You know, a great climax can be summed up in a line or two, and I think that's so true in literature. Um, and it's also so true in songwriting. And I love when songs actually do have climaxes and they're not just, you know, a chorus, a verse, repeat, etc. Um, and I just get this image of this sort of stolen love and this big breakdown in the motel and, you know, she's giving him back the ring or the money or whatever and she takes the car and leaves him it's very western it's very character-esque it's very unexpected for taylor swift and i think that's why i like it so much and i ranked it so highly number 10 is from new year's day i want your midnights and your memories but i'll be cleaning up bottles with you on new year's day i think this is so cute i think this is something you could write in like a little like card to your lover or something because you know you want all the exciting parts of life with your lover but you want to be with there with them too whenever life gets hard and i think this is a really eloquent way of putting it i also love the memory about just new year's day it's like you know fresh starts and everything number nine is from long live i really thought this line was one of taylor swift's best for a long time now Hold on to spinning around. Confetti falls to the ground. Maybe may these memories break our fall. And I just love this. I can easily picture like a graduation or a wedding and hearing this song and all the excitement, the confetti, the party, um, and just holding on to that memory so you remember it for the rest of your life because, you know, you never know what's going to happen in your life. Um, and if you get to experience something really great with the people you love, that's really special. And I think Taylor Swift definitely captures that um, within this line. And I also think this is kind of the climax of Long Live as well. It's a great climax because she's teaching you a lesson. I have two lines from All Too Well on the rest of this list. And this one, number eight, is, And you call me up to get... And you call me up again just to break me like a promise, so casually but cruel in the name of being honest. I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here. This line is great. I was debating between this line and another line to put on this list, and I decided to put them both on there. So the calling up of the relationship, kind of, you know, sorting it out, break you like a promise. Love that line. It's gut-wrenching. And then, you know, Taylor Swift even evaluates it and says that, you know, the guy's only trying to be honest with her and kind of get things straight. But then we feel so bad because it devastates Taylor and she is lying on the ground like a crumpled piece of paper. And 
I often allude to like lying on the ground or like rolling around on the ground whenever I'm feeling distressed. So I think this just perfectly captures the moment of distress and feelings of distress and things like that. Um, again, I don't think I should over explain this line. It's just a really good one. And it's definitely also the climax of All Too Well. Number seven is from Ivy off the Evermore album. My pain fits into the palm of your freezing hand, taking mine, but it's been promised to another. OMG, the drama. Um, I love this song. Um, you know, it kind of explains why do people cheat, you know, because they're in pain, because they're not getting emotional fulfillment. That doesn't make it right, but you can easily see the point of view from this character and why she's doing what she's doing which i think is a really great characterization number six is from invisible string time wondrous time gave me the blues and then purple pink skies again i love this imagery of time and how time passes you know once you were sad now you're seeing these beautiful pink skies with your lover very romantic number five is from fearless again i think this will always be one of my favorite taylor swift lyrics and I don't know why, but with you, I dance in a storm in my best dress, fearless. I think this is just so beautiful. It's so romantic. It's so fairy tale. It's so representative of Taylor Swift's earlier songwriting. And I love whenever she brings in fairy tale imagery, um, like how she did with Long Story Short on the Evermore album. And, you know, she did get away from that fairy tale imagery for a while, but I love, um, I love that about Taylor and I think that's something that I've always connected to her about is because I as well love fairy tales and fantasy and the imagination and this lyric is just beautiful. Number four, it's from our song and when I got home for I said amen asking God if he could play it again. Love the rhyming, I love our song, it'll always be one of my favorites by Taylor and I just love this, the fact that you had a really great day whether it was going on a date or doing something else and you just say your prayers at night and you say, God, like, can we do this again? I really like this. And I think that's just a beautiful and very pure line by Taylor. Number three is from Lover. Take me out and take me home. You're my lover. Again, this is very simple, but as someone that is moving into a pretty serious stage in my relationship, I think this is beautiful. Like, you know, you go out, you go out to the bars, you go out to dinner, you go out on dates. But then you go home together because, you know, this is your relationship and you're living together or you're married or you're engaged. And it's beautiful to have both of those elements to a relationship and not just be in a more casual dating way or not just be in a marriage where you never date each other. So I think this line is super romantic. Number two is the other line from All Too Well used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin-sized bed. I've always loved this line. I think it's so interesting. I love to think about, you know, grown-up love and how you were as a kid. And I think that's, to women, it's so cute to, like, imagine your boyfriend as a little kid. And you're like, oh, what were you like? And you see little pictures of them in high school or childhood. And you're like, oh, that's so cute. Um, and then also, like, how a person changes. I think... The line about, you know, wearing glasses as a kid and then you grow up and you wear contacts, you get LASIK or something, like that's so interesting to me. I think that's such a great way to like describe someone and I think it also can be representative of like seeing things differently as an adult. My number one favorite song lyric is from Mirrorball and this song lyric literally makes me cry 
And I think if a song lyric has that much power over me, I think that it deserves to be number one. Um, It may be number one to me a little subjectively because I just relate to this lyric personally a lot. And it talks about, you know, kind of being an overachiever and maybe being an Enneagram type one. I kind of think Taylor Swift is one as well. And the line is, I'm still a believer and I don't know why. I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. I think this this lyric um, appeals to artists because, you know, we have this like naive belief and optimism in our work that, you know, it will all work out and we'll finally get that book deal or record deal or whatever it is. But then there's this other part to the lyric, which I think is so sad. Like, I've never been a natural. Like, Taylor Swift definitely seems like a really natural talent, like a really natural songwriter. And she got discovered at a really young age. But I guess compared to some people, maybe she doesn't quite have the range as some other singers. Or, you know, um, maybe she didn't have, like, the parents that had musical connections or or fame or anything like that. So I can kind of see why she's saying she's not a natural. Um, And I also think that's just her being very critical of herself. And that's an element to it that I really relate to. So I just love that line on a very personal note. And that's why it's my favorite. Sometimes art is our favorite because it's personal. It hits home and it means something to us. So never forget that. Whether people like or they don't like your books, sometimes it's because it's a personal reason and not actually anything to do with the art that you created. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, If you like Taylor Swift, let me know. If there's any other songwriters that you want me to do, let me know. I'm considering doing Bruce. I've done a couple analyses of Bruce's songs before, but I don't think I've done his lyrics specifically. So maybe I'll do that in the future. I hope all of you are having a great week. Keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying, and I will talk to you on our next road trip.